Welcome to the Chat With Your Kids podcast. I'm Marcy. And I'm Alex. And we're here to help you tackle the biggest topics through little chats with the kids in your life. Welcome to this week's episode, Chat With Your Kids for Parents. So this week, as we're coming into the holiday season, um, Marcy and I were talking about what would we want to do for an episode? And we were thinking that we really try to approach all our work with chat with your kids from a very like constructive, positive perspective. We want you to feel confidence in your abilities as a parent, but we do recognize that we're trying to provide like self-help resources and things like that. Um, kind of with the hope that we can all keep working towards our goals as parents, but it's also good to sometimes take a step back and take a break and relax and not stress so much about progress or trying to improve or do better. So that's kind of what our hope is for today, just really to take a step back and have this be an episode more centered on parents. Yeah. And like Alex said, you know, uh, we really, we want to acknowledge that like every time you listen to an episode of chat with your kids, like Alex was saying, you know, we, we don't want it to ever feel like discouraging, like, Oh, I'm not doing that or whatever. But we, you know, we acknowledge that it's kind of, it's another thing to do as a parent. You're like, okay, now I have to talk to my kid about X, Y, or Z, you know? Um, and while that is, you know, so important and it's, I think, you know, the model that we have is we want to really give parents confidence in like listening to the podcast and building that confidence. Um, we, today we just want to kind of, yeah, like Alex was saying, just take a step back and give you a chance to take a break and reflect on, um, just the things that you're doing good as a parent and just building your confidence or just helping you see that you're doing better than you think you are. Yeah. So our, this is going to be a fairly brief episode, but we wanted to just start with a simple reflection question, which is what makes you a good parent? And I think in the context of just always wondering how we're doing, at least, I don't know, this is my experience. I'm always reflecting on like, am I doing this right? Like, I think I'm trying, I think I'm doing the best that I can, but like, you know, how's it really going? Um, sometimes it's easy to get caught up wondering about those kinds of things and asking what I can do better. And, um, I don't think we always have the time or take the time to step back and say, what is it that's already going well? So that's where we wanted to start today with that reflection question, just kind of get the juices flowing about what is it that you're already doing well as a parent. But then we also wanted to talk about some maybe things that we could do as parents to continue to build that kind of self-confidence and self-awareness of like what it is that we do well or what makes us great as people um, in parenting, outside of parenting, just again, as a way to kind of take a step back, take a deep breath, um, and enjoy all aspects of our life. 
yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think we pretty frequently like criticize or point out to ourselves what we're not doing well, but we don't take time to always like acknowledge and appreciate what we're doing well. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about on chat with your kids, like um, so much of having important conversations and helping children thrive is giving them confidence and, you know, giving them praise and letting them know that you're there for them and helping them build their confidence and see what they're doing well. Um, And the same is true for us (laughs) that we also need to step back and recognize what we're doing well and just think about that. Yeah. And part of this came up because I was thinking about where our kids are right now developmentally. So Calvin is two. He he turned two earlier this year, but he's kind of, he's at that stage where he's learning to do a lot of, a lot more things on his own. And with that stage comes a lot of, um, it's like a really prime opportunity to develop self-confidence and self-esteem. So like really fostering like a sense of pride and accomplishment and self-mastery and autonomy. That's like really key for like two-year-olds. Um, and Everett, who's four, he's going to be turning five soon ish. Um, I try to, he finished his swim. He finished like a round of swim lessons today that we're used to, I guess in Miami, they have like year round swim lessons, but where we live now, it's, it's like an eight week course or courses. something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he like got his little certificate and I was like, Everett, are you proud? And he was just like, what does it say, dad? Read to me what it says. Like he's, he's past that point. Like he's, I think already developed like the self-esteem. Like, and of the course pride. I'm proud. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's obvious dad. Um, and I was just thinking about how important it is for us to continue to just find ways to be proud of ourselves. So we have some ideas of what we can do um, as parents. And one of them is to be able to kind of separate ourselves from parenting at times, um, which it's obviously parenting is a lifelong commitment. It's not something we just, I don't know. It's not like work where you can like in most cases or in some cases, at least you can like actually leave it somewhere else. Yeah. It's like a part of everything you do. Yeah. But that being said. (laughs) Yeah. It's still important to find ways to kind of. um, Just like nurturing and acknowledging those other parts of ourselves. And I think sometimes we could have a thought or somebody might even say that that like outlook is like selfish. Right. Like, um, but I think that maybe is like misguided or misunderstanding what it means to like nurture other parts of yourself or to, you know, separate ourselves from parenting. And in so many ways, I think when we are able to do this and it's tricky, <laughs> but when we are able to do this, it's, it's like the opposite of selfish. It is so good for our kids. It's so good for our kids to see us as a whole person. Um, and, to see us following things that we're passionate about, 
to see us living a whole life and including them in that life, right? It doesn't mean that like we have hobbies or interests that are so separate and our children are not allowed, but it's just, you know, like. Well, that can be the case sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But like just, yeah, having more, just like acknowledging the aspects of who you are outside of parenthood can be really helpful. Easier said than done at times. (laughs) Yeah, I think an analogy would be like if you just – stopped eating food like at some point your ability to parent would diminish rapidly like you you know you just wouldn't be able to do it and you'd have like no energy you'd be sleeping all the time you know it'd be bad mm-hmm. um other things would be bad too <laughs> but it's similar to like i guess i've used like the metabolizing emotions analogy before but i think our mental like the mental stuff that goes on has parallels in the physical things so like the kind of nourishment that we need physically is kind of analogous to the nourishment that we need emotionally mentally and the rest that we need emotionally mentally as well and so if we're gonna be able to parent at our best capacity we also need to know in what ways are we gonna like nourish ourselves because Mm -hmm. if we're like emotionally malnourished our ability to parents going to diminish. Mm-hmm. And I think about it all the time. Like I think about my life experiences, like leading up to when we had kids and like how grateful I am for those experiences and how they like have helped me be the person I am to parent my children and like help me be a better mom. And I think like it's important to develop as a person and continue to grow in maturity and experience so that I can be a good mom to like continue and seek after and have those experiences. And I think if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that's cute, but like not realistic because where is the time to do that? We're not necessarily saying you need to like explore this like huge new hobby or like go, you know, do something big. It can be small things. Like if there is a uh, you know something that you're interested in learning about something that you love to think about it might just be like you know carving out that time where we usually are just like so tired at the end of the night you might like binge watch a show or like scroll on your phone instead like following like a little passion reading about something or it could even be like doing that once a week like it doesn't have yeah. to be a huge time commitment even yeah <clears throat> Or even just like in the conversations you have, like just like remembering like, oh, like I'm a whole person and I'm going to talk about something other than parenthood and you don't have to feel guilty about that. That's fine. You know, when you go out with friends or whatever, right? Yeah. And I I guess the purpose of doing this is to develop like – non-parenting identities not that having identifying strongly as a parent is a bad thing because it's definitely not um but it's i think it's important to have like kind of a holistic well-rounded understanding of like who we are as people and what makes us tick and what excites us and where we derive enjoyment and pleasure and um find fulfillment and satisfaction and have meaningful relationships and 
a lot of that happens in the family and a lot of it happens outside of it. So it's important Mm -hmm. to identify like kind of all those areas that nourish us. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a couple of different ways, like maybe you already have something, right. That you feel like really fulfilled in like something that you're proud of or an interest or like non-parent identity. Um, And maybe you're like, Oh, you know what? I can't say that I do. Um, And so just start paying attention to like, what excites you? What do you think about? What's your Roman empire? (laughs) Like, what do you find that you think about a lot? Or, you know, sometimes when you're like, oh, one day, or if things were different, I would, you know, maybe even examine that and say, hmm, like, do I, like, could I still have that identity and be a parent? You know, could I still whatever it is. I think a really good example, honestly, is like this podcast. And like, I do know that this is like a parenting podcast, but it's something that I think, at least for me, (laughs) has been like really fulfilling. It's been a fun thing that we kind of, it's kind of does shake up like our nightly routine Mm -hmm. where it's, you know, something that we're passionate about. It's like a little passion project. We just spend time together. We spend time together. Um, it gives, you know, us something to research or think about during the week. Um, and so it's something that we thought about for a long time. And like, honestly, there, we did have to wait for a time in our lives when we had the time for it. <laughs> um, so we like, we get it. We definitely like lives are so busy, especially. But we talked kids. about it for a long time. You've done work on it for years. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to this. For sure. Yeah. And you know what? Like, it's not perfect. Like we talk about all the time. We're doing the podcast. We're not really great with our social media presence, but like we're doing it, right? We're taking a first step. And so the same for you, like whatever it is, you don't have to like, you don't have to, you don't have to give 100%. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, But just like start pursuing that other identity, something that excites you. And, you know, if you're giving, if you're doing it 30%, that's still going to be fulfilling and exciting and that's fine if that's what you have to give, you know? So in the case, one of, uh, one of the questions too, I think to think about like, what are other ways that you identify or things that you value or like, what are your shower thoughts? <laughs> you know, like where does your mind go to when you're just kind of free to think? And, but as I was thinking about that, sometimes we have harrowing shower thoughts. Like, I don't know, some, some I've heard people talk about having like, just intense, like self-critical, like when, when, when they're alone, like they just feel overwhelmed and overburdened with feelings of like guilt or worthlessness or self-criticism or doubt, fear for the future, worries about the future, the past, whatever else. Right. And so, and that's, that can definitely be a part of parenting in some way, right? Like definitely (laughs) that we can be like, I'm not doing enough or yeah. Or, you know, I'm doing my best and it still sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, I'm not good enough because I can't meet all my children's demands all the time or whatever. Um, there's all sorts of ways we can be very like harsh and self-critical towards ourselves. And it's important to recognize, I think that, these thoughts, while they're real, and I think that we should treat them as real because they show up and they make us feel things <laughs> that usually aren't good. Um, it's also important to recognize that in some ways they're just 
thoughts. And I don't mean that in a dismissive kind of way. I mean that in the sense that like all of us have these kind of like automatic knee jerk reflexive thoughts that just show up. There's maybe certain things that bring up certain thoughts over and over again. And usually these automatic thoughts are like tied to something kind of a deeply held belief that we have about ourselves or the world. Um, like I'm unlovable or I'll never amount to anything or the world is just unfair or whatever. Um, and I say that just to say, um, these thoughts that pop into our minds so regularly, they have, it happens so often sometimes that they feel real. It's just like the way things are. This is how it is because they come up so often, but even though that's the case, I firmly believe that we still have the ability to kind of set them to the side temporarily maybe, but set them to the side and kind of examine them in a different light or maybe look for opportunity or room to consider other options. Like, is it really that I'm a bad parent or is it just really hard to feel good about parenting when you're kid is screaming at you while you're trying to make them dinner. They're demanding that you get them some snack and they can't see that you're working really hard to get them dinner after a long day at work. Right. Like, or, you know, yeah, could be any number of examples. Yeah. It, and I think it is like, I think this is a really important skill that I'm certainly still working on. Um, And some of like the, you know, tricks of like examining that thought are like what Alex was saying, just even bringing it out and like saying to yourself, like that was a thought, (laughs) like doesn't just because I thought it doesn't mean that it's true. Um, You know, like really like almost when you recognize or maybe when you're in that cycle of having those kinds of thoughts, taking a step back and like having that inner dialogue or even having an outer dialogue saying, you know, if you have like trusted partner or someone like wow, this is kind of an interesting thought I just had. Good thing it's just a thought and it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And I want to like, you know, maybe examine that or cross, cross examine that thought and, you know, challenge it even. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I think going back to like the example Alex was saying, right. I think a common one is like, we feel a lot of parenting guilt around certain situations. Um, like, you know, our kids watching too much screen time or something. That's something that brings up some of those thoughts for me. Oh my gosh, I'm such a bad parent. My kids just watch TV for two hours and it wasn't even educational. It was like, it wasn't PBS kids. It was Paw Patrol or like whatever. And like, I'm such a bad mom. Um, But then like taking a step back and like examining that, like that was a thought that I had. I'm such a bad mom because my kids watched two hours of Paw Patrol. Um, Doesn't mean it's true. And even like cross-examining like, I, you know, while they, my kids were doing that, I cooked them a healthy dinner and I packed their backpacks for school tomorrow and I took care of myself and I listened to my favorite podcast chat with your kids. That's helping me have important conversations with them. And so maybe I'm not such a bad mom, right? Maybe, whoa, maybe I'm a good mom who let her kids do an activity that they love, watch a show. And cook them dinner, got things ready for them, and 
did a little something for herself, right? So it's easier said than done, of course. Um, but I think when we find ourselves having, you know, and this also doesn't even have to pertain to parenting. I think I have a lot of these like negative thoughts, even when it comes to these like other parts of myself, when I'm like, maybe not hitting it a hundred percent. Like I love to exercise, but I also have a really hard time being motivated to exercise early in the morning, which is just generally when I have the time to. Um, so if I miss like a workout, I, that can often be when I start to have these negative thoughts. Right. And again, you can use those same things like, oh, you're so lazy. You slept in past your alarm, right? Again, like taking a step back. That's a thought I'm having. It doesn't mean it's true. You know, maybe (laughs) you made a choice about what was best for your body today and you needed more sleep and you can do an exercise tomorrow morning or whatever. I don't know. So those are just like a few examples of what that might look like. Um, and it definitely takes practice. I know that I am always practicing this, <laughs> um, because I give myself a lot of opportunities to practice this. So our final kind of suggestion or recommendation for how to nourish ourselves emotionally is to chat with other adults. And it's also our kind of leading into our conversation starter for the week. So being connected with other people matters a lot. Actually, most of my PhD research has been about, it's been about like well-being and human flourishing, but that ends up being so closely tied to human sociality that like basically all my research has had something to do with that. And pretty much... Quick fun fact. I think this is interesting. Loneliness is a stronger predictor for of death than smoking, like long-term smoking. So let that soak in for a minute. Um, we, we literally need human connection to live and survive. Um, but it also feels good and it feels validating and we can um, find community with other parents who maybe are partner or somebody else who might share similar experience or even have another perspective that we perspective that we don't have. Um, and it can be chatting with other adults about parenting or not about parenting. It could be about anything, but just I guess the point is like relationships matter a whole lot and they get us through the hardest times. Yeah. And I think we're just really making a case for like, some vulnerability, you know, like um, seeking out those connections wherever. And I think, well, this kind of reminds me of this story when I was like young, I was like in college and I started, I had this like slogan (laughs) and it was like, no more lonely people. And that was like my thing for everyone. I was like, million parties, let's invite people over. Like, we're going to talk to everyone. No more lonely people. And I like was always saying no more lonely people. It was like my mantra. (laughs) And one of my roommate's boyfriends was like, but like Marcy, like what if someone like not everybody wants to go to parties or like be around lots of people? Like what if someone wants to be lonely? And we had this like long conversation where I was like, 
there's a difference between being like introverted and being lonely. Like for sure. Like you might be somebody who's like, I do not need to surround myself by a million people. <laughs> like I'm good. That does not sound fun. Um, so like, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to talk to everyone in your life and be a social butterfly, right? That might not be your style. And that might be your style, right? But like Alex was saying, it's just really like loneliness is, you know, lack of connection, right? And so seeking, maybe it is just one or two connections. Maybe it's even in your marriage. If you're married, um, parenthood really changes a marriage, right? Like you're busier, you have, you know, a lot going on. And so it might be even just saying like, hey, I want to reconnect and just be goofy. Like when we were first dating or play a board game, or it might be kind of being brave and saying like, I think I want to talk about something kind of vulnerable and share how I'm feeling about this situation with, yeah, like your partner or with a friend or maybe another parent, like, you know, just stepping outside. And maybe it is that mom that you've been talking to at the park for the past couple months, um, just like making a choice to take the conversation to a little bit of a deeper level instead of just surface level, like, oh, how was your weekend? Right. Um, but just sharing, like, yeah, it could be about parenting. Oh, you know, I'm actually, I've been having a tough time with whatever lately, you know? Um, so yeah, just taking, taking opportunities to connect, to talk about how you're feeling with other adults. Like Alex said, this kind of ties into our conversation starter. Um, so yeah, we just kind of want to wrap up with the, the idea or invitation to start a conversation with an adult in your life. We typically make the invitation to start a conversation with kids in your life. <laughs> um, but today for you, um, just think about maybe a tough conversation or not even a tough conversation, a fun conversation, someone you've wanted to reach out to, um, to start a conversation or just think of someone in your life. It could be your partner or a friend and your favorite episode of chat with your kids and share it with them and say, Hey, I would love to talk about this and share the episode and use that to start a conversation that hopefully could be uh, fun and connecting and just good for you and good for whoever you share it with. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you enjoy kind of this holiday season of the year and thanks for joining us. Um, as always, I guess our invitation this week is to share an episode of the podcast, but, um, Please feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, concerns, um, leave a review, and uh, we're grateful for you sticking with us. All right. Well, until next time, have a great week. <laughs>